wants a hit. Yeah, man. I believe you told me you were trying to quit. Uh, none for you, Silvertop. Hey there, everybody. I am Brad. And I'm Court. And tonight we'll be discussing part two of the Legends of Tomorrow pilot. We're with Pure Fandom, and we have quite a bit to talk about from this week's episode. If you want to check out some of the other items we write about, along with some other killer fandom articles by other awesome writers, then head on over to purefandom.com. And if you want to reach us, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Jen Dev. And I'm Brad Zeeby. Also, be sure to use the hashtag purefans when talking about the show so we can chat along with you. Also, be sure to check out Pure Fandom on Facebook. Let us know what fandoms you're most interested in hearing or reading about. Again, be sure to include the hashtag PeerFans. You can also check out the other podcast we do, Sci-Fi Rewind, where we talk about different television shows we're watching and movies, as well as the latest news in sci-fi world. Tonight, we're totally focused on Legends of Tomorrow, so let's jump into it. The most recent episode was Season 1, Episode 2, appropriately titled Pilot Part 2. All right, so the synopsis is, tipped off to Vandal Savage's whereabouts, the team infiltrates a munitions deal with Professor Stein as their leader. Surrounded by some of the toughest criminals in the world, things get kind of crazy. This episode was directed by Glenn Winter, and it was written by Greg Berlanti. One of the things we learned from this episode were quite a few more extra time travel rules. Things are lining up more with Back to the Future in this episode. Since you can interact with yourself, we are nowhere near the 12 Monkeys series rules. Oh, that's awesome rules. Yeah, no exploding paradoxes going on in Legends of Tomorrow. There should be. And if you haven't watched the Sci-Fi Channel's uh, 12 Monkeys series, get caught up on the first season. Season 2 is starting out in April, and we will be talking about it. We will. Like, just for Jennifer alone. Oh, God, yes. And Jennifer Goins, we could go on and rant about that for a long time. She's a great actor. I mean, you seriously, watch 12 Monkeys. Like, just to give you a heads up, she plays the Brad Pitt role from the 12 Monkeys movie, and she's perfect. So she, that's all she, I'm going to say about that. That's perfect. A totally different time travel uh class on that show which rip really needs to give a time travel 101 class the next time they're going somewhere you know might make things a little easier it does appear that we just learned the rules as we're going along though but he's a time master he should you know maybe there should be a teaching class in there somewhere at least let gideon do it you know something or how about they actually try listening to the guy who knows the ins and outs of timey wimey traveling and not just causing super crazy butterfly ripples by not listening to the time master well you know there's that i I know they don't trust him right now but still like if you're the one who knows all about time travel i'm gonna listen to you just a little bit it's not that they don't trust him it's like snark said he just doesn't care no, 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 no. They don't trust them because they were all about like, you lied to us before and we know you lied. So whatever. You have a seat. We're going to take care of this. And they F everything up. Exactly. So what did you think about the interaction between Stein and Marty? A nice, you know, back to the future reference there, too. I know. I loved it. Like when you, when because I hadn't seen the episode yet. And when you said Marty, I was like, Marty, like Marty McFly. <laughs> I thought that was awesome they did that. Uh, so I loved Marty and Stein time. I was a little uncool with Stein's refusal to understand the prime directive. He's a scientist, for goodness sakes. Why, oh, why would he want to take chances in meeting up with his younger self and possibly wrecking his entire future, which almost happened? Uh, I just need him to embrace his inner Emmett Brown. That's all. Uh, yeah, totally. I agree. But the whole entire thing with Stein and Marty, so just think about how big of an eye-opener this could have been for Jax. I mean, they do share a consciousness when they're joined as Firestorm. It showed him that Stein isn't as always uptight as he is, and he can let loose and eat some cookie dough from time to time. Yeah, they should stock up on the cookie dough. I'm really glad that Jax got to see this, because like you said, Stein is kind of like, he's he's the dad 
of their relationship. Right. Exactly. And the bad part is that they're still so new to each other and you have this guy and you're supposed to be equals and he's always bossing you around and telling you what to do. And yes, Stein knows more about the powers because he had Ronnie before, mm-hmm. but still. So I'm glad they had that time. He got to see this is what you do. This is what you did. This is how you acted back in the day. Yeah. And I love the part when um, he was like, I forgot how handsome I used to be. <laughs> ah, love it. Ellie was at Sarah later on. You think I'm sexy? <laughs> oh, that was creepy. <laughs> She's like, yeah. She did palm the uh, the joints as she walked out. Though it was kind of you know nothing better than knocking Marty out with a bong. Though that was hilarious. Oh, totally. We also get to learn a little about the past of Cold. He really isn't a villain. He's just you know isn't a good guy guy. And that's what they've been building up to anyway. He he has his own code. Right, and like they're talking between him and Ray, that we discover that they're basically the same guys. They both learned electronics. They really like electronics. One became a billionaire. The other became a criminal. Ray just doesn't seem to enjoy his, his job as much as Cold does, though. Yeah, because people don't really remember him. Like, he hasn't made his mark on the world yet, and Cold doesn't really care. Right, but he still does what he likes to do. And Ray's always trying to raise that bar of, you know... I need to make a mark. Yeah, it's all about the difference in personality, which is good. We don't need, like, two of the same people on the show. Well, exactly, exactly. I still like, you know, when Ray was trying to break into the house and show everybody that he knows what he's doing and sets off the dummy alarm. Yeah, they did a lot of that this episode. Like, none of them know what they're doing. Hence, again, needing that class from Rip. Right, exactly. But, you know, the synchronous uh, punching of the guards by cold and heat wave was great it was you know it was a good laugh moment there teamwork i can't wait until we get more heat waves background now i told you that's what i'm really looking forward to seeing the most we know so much about everyone else even rip hunter who we've only really seen for one episode we know more way more about him than we do about mick mm-hmm. yeah it's mick is he he kills me he's like i got some sound bites from this episode and they're all him yeah. Except for one. But it just he he just has the great one liners and everything. I just kinda love him. Yeah, I think he and Stein have the best lines so far. So let's talk about what happened right after this moment. Congratulations, Professor. You just bought yourself a nuclear weapon. We have the big fight go down. Awesome. That fight was the best fight that I have seen on TV for a long time. That's one thing about CW shows uh, with Arrow and The Flash. They coordinate some awesome fight scenes. It was, we had everybody in the fight. Everybody was there. And we paused and we went from one person to another and the stunt work and everything going on behind. It was total action. It was cut together and edited perfectly. The editor deserves much for this one. Definitely. And you never lost what somebody else was doing. You kind of followed with them like... We had Cold and Heat Wave. They were doing their thing. And then Ray's doing his thing as Adam, and he's doing the shrink, jump, shrink, jump, and, you know, growing and everything. Sarah's just, like, kicking all sorts of butt. Mm-hmm. And then in comes um, Firestorm. They do their thing. And it's just all there, and it was really cool. And here's Vandal standing in the background going, oh, my God, these guys are, you know, I need their stuff. And I'm going to get their stuff, and I'm going to use it against them. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, thanks for letting me know you're here. Thanks for dropping in. Yeah. Appreciate it. 
in Firestorm taking the nuclear bomb off and setting it off and sucking up the energy to show that that kind of it was really interesting to see how that worked out and that was a good learning experience for uh, Jax as well. Yeah, for for those who watched the Flash, we kind of knew how powerful the Firestorm could be just with seeing Ronnie take out that singularity and the premiere for, right. the, for the season mm-hmm. so but it was for those who hadn't seen it and just a, a reminder for us who did see it it was great like because he's really powerful like he was able to suck all that energy that huge explosion everybody should have died exactly i mean they should have but they're able they have that much power inside of them you just you know they you don't notice it and for they had the kind of we saw that on arrow and flash but this yeah. is one of the things that we needed in this show to give more background on that character as well. Definitely, definitely. Now, that was your favorite scene, your favorite moment, and I really enjoyed that too, but my favorite teamwork moment with them was when they were trying to, you know, talk their way into the, the deal. All like, right. Yeah. At first, Cold, he, he stole the, the badge from the guy, and he's like, this, this doesn't sound like your name. This can't be you. And then, of course, Spy Daddy himself takes over our Stoogie Stein, and like he he drops all this knowledge about these different terrorist attacks, and they just like pull together and they figure out and make it work. I, I love that scene. I love that moment. It, and it was all in like the beginning opening of the show. It was yeah. it was great. Well, even when they uh, they took a stand against Rapunter, <laughs> like you stay here, we're going to take care of this. Oh, yeah, I got that sound bite. Let's see. All right. First thing we need to do is work up a plan. Got a lot of experience infiltrating criminal gatherings. Didn't think so. I'm calling the shot. Actually, I'm in charge in case any of you forgot. No, I remember. I just don't care. And what was interesting about that is there was no one leading the whole entire thing when they got there. Yeah. Like just team. Yeah, it was just a whole teamwork thing. It wasn't, you know, I'm leading it. No, we're all just going to go out and, and do everything as we do it. So do you think at some point in time we'll get somebody who you know kind of steps forward and takes over as the team leader? Because we kind of have Barry who does it for the Flash. Not really, but kind of. And same thing for Arrow, but not really because he's kind of working with them as a team now and stop calling all the shots. I'm not really sure on how that's going to work. I mean, yeah. do you could see other people trying to do it. I yeah. think they're all kind of equal as it is, and they'll probably stay like that. Yeah. And they'll have the scenes where having them all together is is a lot to have all the characters in there and have them do but they make it work certain things and they make it work but having them split off like they did with you know uh Sarah and Jackson Stein yeah that works that way and then having you know Ray and Cold and Heat with their you you have the whole group but you have them separate but they're all working together and they're all totally opposite people so I think we're going to have a lot of that going on which will yeah. be interesting because I can't wait to see Cold and Heatwave matched up with uh, Stein. Yeah. That'll be hilarious. Well, and at some point in time soon, I guess we'll get to see Kendra mingling with the group now. Right. Oh, yeah. We forgot about her. <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> Kendra. Oh, yeah. Her. Okay. Yeah. yeah Hawks. Um, one last thing here. Uh, as we were watching the fight scene, uh, mm-hmm. Damien Dark, this guy from Arrow, he was yeah. at the thing, at the uh, meeting there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him in the Arrow commercials. Yeah. Why does he look the same age in 1975 that he looks in 2016? 
funny story about that. And I love this actor. He's he plays the best baddie. So a few months back, John Barrowman had a chat with EW concerning Sarah coming out of the Lazarus Pit. And apparently people come out of the Lazarus Pit a with a, a bit of every soul that's been in there before, some of these souls take over. You know, Thea Queen, she came out with the bloodlust, while Damien Dark, he got something else. So this is what I found on the wiki about Damien Dark. He he has he has like some mystical power. You remember Constantine? Oh, you didn't watch the Arrow episode. Right. So okay. Damien's powers come from a form of mysticism. It appears to be derived from a blood ritual to an ancient statue he has in his office, uh, speaking an incantation and bleeding into a goblet, which apparently can heal his wounds. His mysticism is so advanced that even John Constantine, love him, a master sorcerer of the dark arts himself, dreads the very idea of facing off against Damien. It is suggested that Damien gets his powers from a mystical statue that he possesses. Now, as for why he still looks so young, um, it was revealed by Raz al Ghul that Damien had taken some of the waters from the Lazarus Pit when he left the League. This has allowed Damien to live for hundreds of years and still at the peak of health. So you saw him in 1975, but he's been alive way longer than that. Okay. Yeah. So... Well, that makes sense. Where, where does one find a mystical statue? Is that like an eBay item? No, no, that's not eBay. That's no, on Etsy now. No, at, yeah, oh Etsy, you find your mystical statues on Etsy. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can buy two for the price uh, of one. Two for the price of one. Okay, and then yeah. put it on Pinterest, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, and also you- he has this thing. You know how they said that uh, the Hawks kind of share their life force with Vandal Savage. Well, apparently Damon Dark can kind of do something like that too. He does this life force absorption thing by manipulating primordial energies. Damien can siphon the life force from people's bodies and kill them simply by touching them. Interesting. So hopefully he won't stick around too long, even though I love, love that actor. Right. Like, well, we don't need him here. It's, it's good to see that he's he's uh, in the show and that why why he was there and why he's also an arrow. I loved his 70s clothes. I loved everybody's 70s clothes. Right. They were rocking it. Yeah. So, shall we move on to the uh, uh, bummer news of the night? You want me to cry again, Brad? <laughs> caw, caw, caw. Oh, my God. Oh, really? That wasn't nice. <laughs> okay. So, I, I'm so bummed, but I knew it was coming. It, you know, just not this soon. For a show where you have people that reincarnate and time travel, it was definitely going to happen. I figured we'd at least get through the first season or midway through, but nope. Our hot guy is gone. Uh, when the, you know when the first when the show was first announced, it was only supposed to be Kendra Hawk Girl, and then he was just added on. And they've just been promoting the show so much with him at the forefront. I got sucked into it, and I stopped thinking, "Oh yeah, he's gonna die." So I really didn't expect what happened last week or this week to 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 go down. Like, no, I'm really sad, Brad. I, I you know my opinions of the Hawk changed this week. The Hawks. I, I, I was starting to warm up to them, but having Hot Bro die seemed like a good thing to me, even though I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. You know, he was the all-knowing hawk, right? Yeah. He knew everything. While Kendra didn't have a clue about anything, and she just kind of realized everything just a few weeks ago when he showed up and said, hey, you're my hawk lover. Oh, his hawk soulmate. <laughs> my hawk soulmate lover. Having him dying, letting her come into her own is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Especially after she remembers Carter, once she, after she's been, you know, injured, she remembers Carter in the lives that she lived before, right before she went under. You cried, didn't you? I was like, that was, it was great acting on her part. I mean, it was, there was a lot of feels there. It was going. 
Yeah, because a lot of people have commented that the chemistry was off between them, and it felt forced. And I understand that. It would have felt forced because she didn't know this guy from Adam. Like, she had some vague memories, but then she finally got everything back, and she was really feeling it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way I was thinking. You know, when she had that flashback, she was like, dude, you're naked with me. What's up? Yeah. Like, I don't know you. What is what is what is this? What's happening? Exactly. So my my hope mm -hmm. is that uh, this happened so early on in the show that hopefully we'll get to see him again. And I know we'll probably get flashbacks again or we might even see a Kendra and Carter from another timeline. But I'm really hoping that we'll get a Carter from a timeline where his Kendra is already gone. Okay, like he can join the team. So this, you know, with Carter dead and her realizing all that, it leaves a lot of weight on her shoulders. Which also leads to another question, mm-hmm. kind of like you just brought up. Do they reincarnate in pairs? Do they have a childhood, or is the next version of him that we see going to be the same age? I mean, clearly she can't team up with senior citizen Hawk Grandpa or <laughs> hormone-raging Hawk Teen. How's that going to work out for her? I mean, how's that, how's that all work? Do you know? Well, yeah, executive producer Mark Guggenheim, he told TV Line in a freshly published interview, uh, reincarnation can only take place once both Hawkman and Hawkgirl die, so they both have to be gone. Uh, that's when the clock gets reset for them, and that's when two babies are born. So they have entire full lives that they lead before they can get back together. Okay, and it still leaves up in the whole fact, is she going to find Hawk Guy as the same age, or, you know, where's... Of course she is, you know, yeah. because she has to, but they have to get that actor back. But and why they would they have to utilize that actor? Because remember when they were back in Egypt, they, they always looked the same when they were with their son. He's like, I forgot how beautiful you were. Mm-hmm. They always have the same features and the same looks and the same soul. They just have, I guess, a new ish body, newish shell, but it always looks the same. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait until we come up with them. huh? Yeah. So it's definitely possible that they'll be encountering another version of Carl Hall while hopping through time, just not right now. All right. And that's good because, like you said, it'll give Kendra time to kind of figure out how powers herself without having the all-knowing he who is one with his hawk. Is that what you said? (laughs) He was one with the hawk. (laughs) Without having that advantage. So I'm just really bummed, Brad. I wanted my soulmates. They're soulmates, just not right now. Fine. They can go to soulmate.com and find your own soulmate on there. That's not how that works, Brad. That's not how that works. What if you have a mystical statue? Does it work then? That's not how that works okay. <laughs> All right. I was just checking. Yeah. Um, favorite parts? Like I said, my favorite part was still the fight scene opening. I loved it. It was just great. Stein listing off the criminal activities. And Heatwave playing the nuke and Vandal just watching it all as he fought the team. <laughs> well, how about you? Uh, my favorite part, like I said, the team working together to get into the, the sale. Mm-hmm. And then also way before that where everybody kind of ignored Rip Hunter. So last week it was when everybody was hitting Rip. And this week it was when everybody was really ignoring Rip. Right. Rip, uh, it's my least favorite part, was Rip. Seriously. Yeah. One thing that Rory the Roman needs to know is... Show people the rules of time travel. Well, they know now. Yeah. It's like he's been hanging out with some mystical doctor who travels in space and time who really doesn't worry much about the rules of time travel. I know it's the wrong show, but (laughs) seriously. I know. What about what's your least favorite part? Hawkman dying. I knew that answer. 
Yeah. But, you know, I just thought like, I'd ask. I, but I, like I said, I understand why it had to happen. And it was really great for Kendra. Well, it wasn't great for Kendra that it happened, but it was great for her character that it happened. And like I said, I'm kind of cool with it happening this early. So hopefully we'll see him again, maybe by mid-season or the end of the season. I, I was totally thrown off on it because, you know, the marketing department did a great job of showing, hey, look, we have two Hawks. I know. They're that's what the they've been picture. doing. And I, I got really super comfortable with it because they've also been showing. I follow her on Instagram. I follow them both on Instagram and on Twitter. And so they're always taking pictures together and i'm like oh they're shooting all these scenes together it's okay i was starting to calm down and forgetting the fact that one of them could possibly die see not there's falk and there's kindred they're taking pictures hawk love hawk mates it's good we're good and now he's dead but yeah it's it's one of those things they did a great job of throwing him in there and yeah no clue he didn't even make it past pilot part two yeah pilot part two no but i'm telling you he could still be around we just don't know because we have to keep watching because he'll pop up again but we we don't know when so we'll just have to wait on for that one. For all. Uh, that's, now, mm-hmm. Brad, right. you just said something great. So parts one and parts two of the pilot. And last week we talked about where you thought it should have been longer, the episode. Right. That was one of your complaints about it. So now that we've seen part two, what are you thinking? I, just, I loved it. It was great. I mean, it would have been cool as a two-hour episode, but I kind of liked the way it was split up because it gave you enough to wait for it and go, and it, I, I liked it that way. It was good. See, I wanted it to be two hours. You know, I don't like to wait. You know that. Well, I know I like it, too. It would have been good for two hours, but to me, even though it was part one and part two of the pilot, it was two separate shows. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I agree with you. I'm cool with it because I know last week you were like, Hawk, Hawk mates, I don't like them. I don't care about them. I don't want to see them anymore. Right. And this week you're like, oh, man. I like the Hawks. They're doing good. Look, he's got the dagger. This is going to go good. Oh, well, that didn't go so good. That didn't go well <laughs> at all. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. That's going to leave a mark. Yeah. On our hearts. Yep. So I think, is that it for a recap? Oh, well, that's it for the recap itself. We got some feedback coming up here. And then after that, we got some future show news. So we'll let you know about that. Hit us up with your comments on purefandom.com or Twitter or the Pure Fandom Facebook group. All right. So first up, we got some feedback on this week's episode from Philip Z. Finishing up with the second episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So far, they're two for two. This may be the best character-driven superhero show on television, and that's a very competitive field. Now, if y'all excuse me, I think I have some chocolate cookie dough in the fridge. (laughs) Nice. All right. Now, this stuff is about episode one, part one, the, the pilot. Steve A. said, just watched it. It has potential. Nice to see Rory Rory is still traveling through time. I'm glad you explained who Rory was. (laughs) It helps. It is. Yeah. If you hadn't watched Doctor Who, you wouldn't know who Rory is. But, you know. Yeah. And I think I found out what we're going to call our our people. Thanks to Philip. Philip posted another comment. He said, if Rory decides to start sporting sonic shades and a guitar, I'm going to start a position to rename the show Rip Hunter and the Fateful Eight. Uh, Although. Fateful Seven. Yeah. You're going to make me cry again. (laughs) Okay. Another comment from Philip Z. This brings back memories of the A-team when they used to have to drug B.A. Baracus to get him on a plane. And they were talking about last week with uh, Stein drugged Jax. Yep. Do you remember those episodes of A-team? For those who haven't seen it, A-team was awesome. That was Mr. T. Big dude wrestler. Was he a wrestler? Uh, No, he wasn't a wrestler, but he had – well, he did – 
did some stunt wrestling and yeah. stuff like that. And he was like, I pity the fool. Yeah, and he, he was a really also, tough guy. He was also in Rocky. Yeah, he was also in Rocky Three, and his his the one thing he was afraid of flying, and they flew everywhere, so mm-hmm. they had to always come up with these creative ways of drugging him. Right. So yay, a team. All right. Also from Philip C. Although no one seems to address the fact that if you try to buy something in 1975 with money from 2016, that the design of the money will look different, and the dates will be from the future. So this comment was concerning the pilot part one. This, this was before we found out that apparently they have a closet. Oh, I love that part too. They have a closet that they can make clothes from any time frame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So maybe they had money in there too, but they didn't explain that at the beginning. So it, it, yeah. I kind of wondered where they got money also, but whatever. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay. Just finished watching the premiere. This was really, really good. If they can keep up this level of energy, humor, and excitement, I think they could have a serious hit on their hands. That I had a lot of fun watching the premiere. I think it helps the CW also has the Arrow and the Flash on the network, which may mean they can leverage the FX budget as well as writers who get, you know, they get it, mm-hmm. get the material and what works and what doesn't. I just hope that the ratings reflect the, the material. And for me, it's the CW. Like, the, they're, I think they scored huge ratings for the CW. Yes, they it doesn't did. take a lot to, they you know. did. Yeah. And it was really good. So, it, yeah, it should continue. Okay, so we want to know your thoughts. Tell us about this poll we got set up on the page, Court. Well, I'm doing a poll, and I want to know what you think. Are we going to see Carter Hall, Hawkman, or another version joining the team again before the end of the season and joining the team permanently, but again, before the end of the season? Before the end of this season? Or yeah. will it be on the second season? Well, it could be in the second season, but I want it to happen now because I, I need Falk back. Hey, that's okay. I, I understand, totally. So go ahead and hit the poll and let us know what you think. So next week's episode will be titled Blood Ties. Hmm. Awesome. Since this could be a potential spoiler for some, we're going to get into the news. You may want to go ahead and stop listening now. For the rest of you who want to hear this spoiler-related news, here's the scoop. Okay, Arrow's Stephen Amell is headed to DC's Legend of Tomorrow, but his Oliver Queen won't look quite like viewers are used to. All right, he said, we're... We're not only introducing our version of Connor Hawk to our universe, we're going to meet the 2046 version of Oliver Queen, and Stephen Amell is going to be reprising his role for Arrow, executive producer Mark Guggenheim told Entertainment Weekly. As an added bonus to comic book fans, Oliver is missing his left arm and will be sporting a goatee, and a nod to the character's appearance in the seminal Dark Knight Returns. We think this episode features some of the coolest things we've ever done. I think this is really cool because a few months ago, there was a picture of Stephen Amell on Twitter and he had a goatee and everything. And it was, you know how actors, when they're off, they kind of get all their facial hair and they do what they want. Right. And people got really excited when they saw his facial hair because they, they were like, oh, finally, he's going to have the look of the Green Arrow to go along with his new name being called the Green Arrow. And Amell was like, nope, nope, not happening. Like, because he, he, I guess he was against beforehand uh-huh. you know, adopting that particular look. But now it's going to happen. But for Legends of Tomorrow. So that works. It's cool. I can't wait. It's going to be really interesting to travel to the future and see how things are hanging out there. I love going back to the future. Yep. If you aren't already there, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. We have a lot of different articles and from tons of killer writers that are filling up the site with amazing fandom articles. Yeah, I've been writing. I wrote an article for Lucifer that just premiered on Fox this week. Love that show. Oh, great. So awesome. You, You saw it? 
Yes, I did. Oh, I saw it. God, so good. Okay. So we'll be doing this podcast every week. So please be sure to let us know what you thought of an episode. Again, hit us up on Pure Fandom Facebook page or tweet out with hashtag Pure Fans. We want to hear from you or just follow us. Follow me on Twitter. I am Jen Dev. He is Brad ZB. All right. And if you have a favorite moment from this week's episode, hit us up in the comment section below and let us know. Until then, we'll talk to you all next week. Later, baby. You're a special kind of crazy.